our iniquities. Now, God, we pray that you would meet us in your word, convict, convince, if need be, convert. And again, thank you, Lord, for your goodness, mercy, and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful? Praise his name. The Lord is so good in so many ways we don't even know about. Uh, he's good for what he has stopped. He's good for what he has started. He's good for what he has slowed up. Praise his name. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul. I thank God for saving me. Can I get a witness? But the songwriter didn't stop there. He said, through many dangers, and snares, I've already come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Isn't the Lord good? Isn't the Lord good? Isn't the Lord good? We are troubled on every side, but not distressed, perplexed, but not in despair. Can I get a witness? Cast down, but not destroy the Lord. Is my light and my salvation. Bless his name. You know, as I get older, I'm starting to see things my pastor valued that as a young man I didn't value. You don't exchange expediency for ethic. See, expediency says, well, let's do all this, fit it in. The ethic says, no, there is a certain qualifier that we need to maintain in worship. This ain't a movie theater. Can I get a witness? I'm preaching already. Can I get a witness? Yeah, this ain't no dance hall. This is church. This, this is ecclesia. This is called out ones. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so we need to be careful what we compromise. Amen. Trying to be modern. Trying to be, yeah, hip. Trying to be understood. Can I get a witness? Thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord. There's some traditions we should never get rid of. Can I get a witness? Never. Never get rid of. Praise the name. Hallelujah. Now this morning, we're still in our series on disclosure. Let me define disclosure. It is when 
God shows you something about yourself that you just can't see without his help. That'll preach. Can I get a witness? There's another side of the equation that we don't want to deal with. So the Lord sets up scenarios to show us what we don't want to see. James says, should a fountain give bitter water and sweet water? Should you praise God with the same tongue you curse men with? Something's wrong with that picture. Can I get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we, we, we're dealing with this disclosure, and God disclosed Peter to himself in Acts 10. Peter had a real problem with Gentiles. Peter's real problem was his sanctity in the law. Amen. Uh, Peter said, I never have eaten anything common or unclean. God laid a sheep before him to show him himself. Can I get a witness? Yeah. And, and Jesus told Peter, don't call what I call cleansed, don't you call common. Can I get a witness? Yeah. And then Elijah was last week. Elijah was in a place, but not in God's place. He had run from Jezebel uh, a long way and ended up in a cave where he hid himself. And God said, Elijah, what are you doing here? Sometimes we are not in the place where God, metaphorically, where God would have us to be. And, and Elijah said, well, you know, God said, well, I sent, I sent the wind, earth, wind, and fire. I sent an earthquake, I sent a fire, but I wasn't in that. I was in a still, small voice. And uh, he couldn't recognize the voice of God because he, he was looking for big things. In the name of Jesus. This morning, I want to turn to Acts chapter 20. I'm going to try to didactically handle this text. Um, I want to pick up from in chapter 20. Hmm. I want to pick up verse 21. Testifying both... To the Jews and Greeks also, uh, repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, this is Paul, behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, except that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me, await me, but None of these things move me. And what can Satan use to move you away from the will of God? Now let's read the rest of the verse 24. So that, first of all, I count not my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. This morning, our subject is contradiction. Contradiction in the life of the Apostle Paul. 
I have contradiction in my life. You have contradiction in your life. Contradiction is cut off by the magnitude of the call. It's the call that makes us committed. It's in the call. If ever there was a contrast, a contradiction, a conflict within a man, it existed in the life and legacy of the Apostle Paul. Now, Paul was no doubt the most used saint and servant in the New Testament. He, He referred to himself that he was born out of due time. The inference is, many theologians believe that Paul should have been that 12th apostle after Judas hung himself. But big mouth Peter chose Matthias, who we don't hear from again. Yeah. Paul, 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 whose name was Saul, great one, after the Benjamite king of the Old Testament, was now renamed Paul, small one. And, and, and the interesting thing about the life and legacy of Paul is that Paul's life, like us, paints a picture of contradiction. See, a paradox is an apparent contradiction. Uh, a life of order and disorder. A life of dis- dis- being a destroyer and a developer. A builder and a breaker. Yeah. Um, Judaism was the Jews' religion, and it was a total, Lord have mercy, dedication as they relished the working righteousness, amen, rigor of people's works and the repudiation of Christianity. In Paul's day, Paul was educated and Paul was exposed with experiences. And Paul, Paul deals with this in, in Philippians 3, don't turn. Paul said, I was a Hebrew of Hebrews, circumcised the eighth day, pure Jew. I was pure. Um, sat under Gamaliel, probably the top theologian in all of Jerusalem, him and Nicodemus. And he said, I learned at the feet of the Camellia, I was a Pharisee, meaning I was a lawyer, and I studied the Old Testament thoroughly. I, I had a zeal for God. And, and it was in Acts chapter 8 that it was Paul, Saul. You've got to understand, when they stoned Stephen, one of the seven men filled with the Holy Ghost, they stoned Stephen to death, And it's the only time in Scripture that Jesus stood up in heaven to receive Stephen. And when Jesus stood up in heaven on earth, everyone laid at Saul's feet, his clothes. Saul was a bad boy. 
Saul went from city to city locking Christians up, and it, it, is, it is so imperative for us to understand that Luke, who wrote Acts, recorded three different conversion stories about Paul. Acts 9, Acts 22, and Acts 26. So when you do, when you, when you do a verse-by-verse a, a -verse exposition, when you do comparing Scripture with Scripture and whatnot, you, you understand that in, in all three chapters before he appeared to Festus, Felix, and Agrippa, um, he, he was charged, amen, with practicing Christianity. And after his three missionary journeys, Acts 13 to 16, and Acts 16 to 17, and Acts uh, 17 and 19, he, after his three missionary journeys with Barnabas and Silas or Silvanus, uh, Luke and uh, uh, Timothy, when you, when you look at the historicity of the life of Paul, that um, Paul um, tells these Ephesian elders that he's going back to Jerusalem, and they beg him not to go back because they know that he's going to ultimately be locked up and put to death. And it's in that context that Agabus, a, a, who had three daughters who were prophetess, said, Paul, don't go back. We had a bad vision. And someone else said, Paul, don't go back. Uh, I heard from the Lord, don't go back, don't go back. Paul said, no, 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 no. Bonds and afflictions await me. But none of these things move me. I, w I wonder what it takes to move you out of the will of God. Money. Can Satan move you out of the will of God with money or pleasure? Can Satan move you out of the will of God by God giving you your dream? Uh... The question is rhetorical, and, and it's here in the context that we start to see different aspects about God. And the reason I bring that up, because everybody's not serving God for the right reasons. We see God as a money market, that if I invest in him, he's going to bring back a return. That's the wrong reason to serve God. Do I have a witness? Uh, uh, that, 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 if I, that if I live right, heaven belongs to me, wherever that came from. Can I get a witness? Fact, fact of the matter is, you can't live good enough to please the holy God. Because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so what we see in, in the Apostle Paul, and I'm going to go through this as expeditious as possible. First, um, let me, let me stop pausing. Pause. I, have, I have contradictions in my life. Let me, let me stop with me. I got contradictions in my life. Do I love the Lord? Absolutely. Amen. Am I running for Jesus? Absolutely. But I still got contradictions. You catch me on the wrong day? Ain't no telling, Doc. In the name of Jesus. Ain't no telling. That's, that's a contradiction. Uh, can I get a witness? Everything I teach and preach, I may not be living. Every, 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 everything I say, I may not be doing. And you don't need to look at me funny because you're the same way. Yeah. All I got to do is go home and ask your husband and wife. 
Can I get a witness? You ain't running around the house talking about praise ye him. Hallelujah. Can I get a witness? You, you, know, you know, we got a whole, there's a whole nother dark side to us. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just call yourself Darth Vader. It's, it's all right. It's a whole nother dark side that we dress up, Lord have mercy, we disguise. And we really get good at disguising on Sunday. Can I get a witness? Oh, it's tight, but it's right. Amen. And first of all, you haven't lived out everything you say you believe. Amen. And you keep giving people the impression that if the same thing happened to you, that you would do something different than what they did. That's a lie from the pit. Can I get a witness? Be careful what you brag about. Because if you have not walked in somebody else's shoes, you better be quiet. Do I have a witness? Don't sit up here like you got it all together. Yeah, if my husband ran on me, i just wait on the Lord. You alive for the pit. You have a hatchet in your hand running up and down the street like you was crazy. Can I get a witness? Throwing clothes out the window, cussing and fussing, calling the cops. Come on now, help me out, Holy Ghost. You ain't as spiritual as you think you are. Do I have a witness? Don't tell me you pray five hours a day. You alive from the pit. The TV was on 23 hours. Can I get a witness? Who? Come on, y'all can talk back to me. Don't come up in here with all them fabrications of your spiritual life. You're not all that. And God knows you're not all that. And if you keep professing something you're not, God's going to arrange stuff to let others see your lies. I'm tired of folk. Well, Tassie, you know, I, I, I ain't did everything you did. God bless you, too. You're still going to hell. Uh, listen to the proposition I'm sending out here. Paul was in contradiction. What killed, the what killed the contradiction was the power of his call. It's the power of the call of Jesus Christ that gives us commitment. <clears throat> commitment is not something you and I picked up on the highway. Can I get a witness? Commitment is something God gave us. He gives us the wherewithal to hang in there when we feel like running out. He gives us the wherewithal to praise him in the midst of problems. He gives us the wherewithal to hold on and hold out. Can I get a witness? When, when, there, when there's nothing positive to look at, God, is there any able? Uh, in, in, in he able to do far exceedingly and uh, abundantly and above all that you ask or think? Well, what are you saying, preacher? Stop taking credit for something you had nothing to do with. I am what I am by the grace of God. <laughs> First, we see the conflict of Paul's calling a man of perplexity. Paul is not perfect. He said, I, I've not yet a, a, ascended. 
Can I get a witness? And, and it was his exposures, experiences, his education, and, and there are three different accounts of his conversion. Acts chapter 9, don't turn, just write this down. Stephen's martyrdom happened in Acts chapter 8. People came to him, and these were Hellenistic Jews, Jews who were of Greek culture, who fled Jerusalem because they too had become Christians. And in Acts 9, here's what Jesus told Ananias about Paul. He is a chosen vessel of election. Now, now, now stop, pause, and part. I want you to get this. I find it funny because there were people in Scripture that didn't agree with God. Habakkuk argued back and forth with God. Yes, he did. Amen. And uh, when you look at these people in Scripture, uh, 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 Ananias in Acts uh, implied, God, have you lost it? This is the man that was killing Christianity. And God, God says, no, he's a chosen vessel who, who has been elected. He embodies grace. Can I get a witness? Amen. And many days later, three years, on the Arabian desert, Galatians 1, 17 and 18, Paul was the only person that Jesus took him in his resurrection form on into Arabia in the desert and taught him face to face for three years. Now, 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 let me stop Paul's in part because when I got saved, God didn't take me nowhere. Can I get a witness? Uh, 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 he, he didn't even take me out of South Philly. Can I get a witness? God, God was God to me where I was. But God took Paul three years. And, 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 and the language that's used is that uh, God is saying the incarnate Christ, uh, amen, will uh, share with Paul face to face Mouth to mouth, his will. Let's stop. Jesus told Paul, I'm your teacher now. To give him this sense of calling. In Acts 22, it's revealed in verse 4 that he killed Christians. Paul killed Christians. See, see, and I, see for me, I'm a purist theologically. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a biblicist. When the Bible says something, you can't discolor it or deny it. He killed Christians. He didn't just lock them up. He killed them. And, 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 and the Bible says that uh, when he appeared, verse 22, 5, to the council of elders, that's the Sanhedrin council, 70 elders who ruled the country, they were pleased with Paul. And, and, and in verse 14 of chapter 22, notice what Jesus said to Ananias again in this conversion account. He said, the God of your fathers has chosen you that you should know his will, see the just one face to face, hear his voice mouth to mouth, for you will be his witness to all men. That's in chapter 22, 14. Then, then in Acts 26, I will send you to open the eyes 
in order to turn them from darkness to light, from power of Satan, the power of God, that they may know their sins are forgiven and they have an inheritance and they will be sanctified in my name. Now let me stop. God called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Another derivative for darkness is disclosure. God calls us out of our disclosures and reveals himself about me, myself, and I. He is not revealing Bruce Bettner to me. I'm sick of that because, you know, church folk are good. They, they run around the church like fruit inspectors. Well, I work for the Lord. The Lord sent me here, and I just want you to know you're not living right. <laughs> Cast the board out of your eye before you try to get the toothpick out of mine. Do I have a witness? Yeah. Well, is pastor laying up or are you laying up? Let's answer that one first. <laughs> is pastor lusting or are you lusting? Is pastor paying his tithes or are you paying your tithes? Oh, this is getting pretty good. I think I'll keep this up. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that Paul had conflict in his conversion. His call. I had conflict when I got called. I shared this morning. I've sat before three, at least three psychiatrists. Some of y'all saying, good, you need it. <laughs> and one of them said to me, you know, Ray, you know, they put you on a chair or couch and they fold their legs and they want you to be comfortable. You know, Ray, it seems like when we talk about before you got saved, there's a lot of laughter and joy. But the minute we start talking about salvation, it looks like you get angry. I say, well, you hit it right on the nose. <laughs> I've been to hell and back since I've been saved. <laughs> oh, if you never sat down with a counselor, do so. It's, it's fun. But don't go in there like you know everything. You know, praise the Lord. Here's how we do before counselors and psychiatrists. Well, I know I messed up, but leave the butts at home. Let them see how real crazy you are. Praise the name of Jesus. Sometimes I feel like a nut. Sometimes I don't. It's, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I was sharing this morning. I went to bed at 8 o'clock last night. Now, I know better than that. From the military, my body can only sleep four or five hours a night. I woke up at 12 o'clock last night. Couldn't sleep. At 1.30, I watch Kojak, the Night Stalker. I loved that back in the 70s, 60s. Oh, Lord, Battlestar Galactica, Twilight Zone. So after watching all that, I said, now let me get in fellowship. <laughs> Fact, fact, fact of the matter is, know thyself. Know thyself. We have areas of our lives that are contradictory. Amen. We say one thing, but another thing is going on. 
Can I get a witness? We praise him, but we got problematic situations. Can I get a witness? We say we're blessed, but we're blind. I'm preaching already. Can I get a witness? The fact, the fact of the matter is, and you can tell when you touch a tender point in somebody's life, because they start changing. Isn't that right? Uh, uh, come on, Leroy, isn't that right? They start changing. Praise the name of Jesus. And counselors look at the eyes, the, eye, the light of the bodies in the eyes, and, 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 and some of y'all like Battlestar Galactica. The fact of the matter is, is that <laughs> I had this guy in my study about 25 years ago. I said, now, now are you struggling with drugs? No. <laughs> struggling with no drug? No. No. If he looked me in the eye two seconds, I said, okay, whatever. Praise the name of Jesus. Let's check it out. That is, we are in conflict, in perplexity, in our very calling. What God said that Paul was going to be and going to do was foreign to Paul. There was going to be a process involved. And, and there's a process to your life. There's a process God's going to take you through called sanctification. There's a process that God is going to take you through to stop you from depending on yourself. Can I get a witness? And learning to depend on him. There's a process to get you on the faith side, not on the feeling side. On the victory side, not on the victim side. Can I get a witness? There's a process that God has to bring you out of bondage to yourself. Not to the devil, to yourself. To yourself. Say, I have bondages in myself. I'm tied up in myself. I'm in prison in myself. I'm in jail in myself. In myself. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Do I have a witness? He was in conflict with his call, but he was in conflict with his commitment. Now, don't turn. Philippians chapter 1, 12 to 14. I, I love this. Paul says two things in Philippians 1 that are paramount in my life. The things that happen unto me have fallen out to the furtherance of the gospel. When you fully understand verse 12 of chapter 1 of Philippians, the word things deals with everything that God allowed into my life. Good, bad, ugly, up, down, amen, smiles, tears, those things, God in his supremacy and divinity took those things and worked it <laughs> together for the good I'm preaching up in this place. He worked this thing to come out with a plan to help not only motivate me, but maturate others. They've fallen out to the further into the gospel. What do you mean? In 31 years of pastoring and preaching, everything I had to go through was not necessarily for Raymond Gordon. I had to walk through some things so that in my preaching and teaching and encouragement and counseling, 
others would be made free. I don't want to come to you as a counselor and you ain't never had no problems in your marriage. First of all, you're lying. I don't need to sit down with you and you never struggle through anything. Because you're preoccupied about your reputation. I don't need to talk to you about budgets and you ain't never had no money, uh, problems with money. I'm getting tight up in here. Do I have a witness? I don't need to talk to you about adjusting to a controlling wife or a controlling husband when you haven't been under a controlling wife or controlling husband. It's tight. The fact of the matter is, Paul says, the things that God allowed in my life, he has used it to expand and expose and give experience to others. Your health. You might be laying up on a sick bed. God said, no, this is for me to get glory out of this. I'm preaching up in this place. The loss of a loved one. What keeps me going is my theology. Do I have a witness? I miss my mother, my father, my two brothers. I miss them. I love them. But guess what? Every time I start dwelling on the Spirit comes along and says, all right, keep it moving because they in glory. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. To be, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You don't need to sit here and start a whole funeral over again. You need to just rejoice in me the God of your salvation. You need to praise my name because I'm too wise to make a mistake. I've got your back. I got, I'm your comfort. Uh, can I, I'm your strength. Um, can I get a witness up in the house? So child of God, we, we got to understand, Lord have mercy, that Paul talked about, amen, this matter of things falling out to the furtherance of the gospel. But also, look at a single mindset. For me to live is Christ. To die is even better. Boy, you better get this one. I'm not here to be rich. I'm not living here to have a bunch of houses. I'm not living here to be happy by the world's standards. For me to live is Christ. And if I die, it's better. Do I have a witness? Uh, child, child of God, child of God, Paul, 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 because, li listen, listen, where your treasure, that's where your heart will be. Can I get a witness? Yeah, 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 he's a, he's a man of his education, uh, yeah, in Judaism, his exchange in Philippians 3, 7, we got to go, Paul said something profound. Paul said, going back to the things, the things that were gained to me. Those I counted loss for Christ. And I count everything as loss that I may win him. That I may know him intimately. I can't have all these things in him. I can't have all these feelings in him. I can't have all these placements in him. I got to exchange some stuff. I got to lose something to gain something. I'm preaching up in here tonight. I got, I got to give something to get something. Jesus wants to know that he's first. Can I get a witness? 
oh child of God, he, he, he deals with his education, his exchange, but then his expression, uh, Gary Thompson is your favorite, uh, uh, Philippians 3.12, he says, I, I haven't reached perfection, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind. You know, that's one of the, this is one of the things we cannot do. This is a difficulty. Well, not forget them from the perspective of no memory. No, you're going to remember them. Forgetting them in their power. They don't have no power over you. Forgetting those things that are behind. And pressing forward to the mark of the high calling that's in Christ. You can't drive looking out the rear of your mirror. And some of us sit here Sunday after Sunday, we keep looking back. Well, you know what happened to me 40 years ago? 40 years ago. You know what happened 35 years ago? Baby, you got to lay that down. Do I have a witness? Forgetting those things. He had conflict even in his commitment. I had conflict in my commitment. When I came here 31 years ago, I already knew that I had to lay down self and selfish ambitions to feed this flock and grow this church. I already knew, Lord have mercy, what I had to sacrifice to be a good pastor. Can I get a witness? I already knew what it would take to take care of a family with kids and a church of thousands. It was total sacrifice. Do I have a witness? Uh, child, I'm going to play no golf on Monday and fellowshipping at Geats on Tuesday and going down to Ocean City, getting some water ice on Wednesday. I don't know. Huh? Work, 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 work. And when the church didn't have no money to give me, I was still working in the government 40 hours a week. Doing this as unto the Lord. Oh, this tight. And I was still tithing 10%. Because I was committed to my call. I can't preach something to you and I ain't doing it. (laughs) Do you love your wife as Christ loves you? Who's that? (laughs) I got to, we got to understand the conflict of commitment. And commitment today is a curse word. Now, let me stop pausing, Parker. I ain't going to pick on no millennials and nobody else, but we ain't, we, ain't we ain't got no commitment. I was looking at that beautiful wedding yesterday. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I was, I, was looking at, I was looking at Saturday Night Live, some clips from Saturday Night Live last night. I started laughing. They approached this black man and said, so what side of family are you from? <laughs> Learn to laugh. Just go on and laugh. It takes commitment to make a marriage last. It takes commitment to keep your head above water. It takes commitment to work in the ministry and not need your name called every Sunday. Oh, this one's tight. Hey, child of God, it it takes commitment when bills are due to give God his 10% up front. Takes commitment, a stick to itiveness. 
a pre-made up mind. I'm going to run for Jesus the rest of my life. There's a commitment. There's a conflict in our commitments. Mm. And you know, deep inside, I wish I could be more committed or could have been more committed. Committed. That's why I'm so sensitive about pastors and bishops and uh, people who today with uh, I said it this morning, another sequence. You look at the news, don't think God is caught by surprise. Everything is following his order. We're right where God said we would be. Men will be lovers of themselves, more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. Can I get a witness? Men are self-centered, they're self-righteous. Come on now. Amen. And, and listen, this whole generation is a generation of perversion. They will abstain from meats and marriage and all this lifting of weights and working out and having these great bodies is in the Bible, Colossians 2. Amen. Asceticism and all these schisms that's, that, that wants to make, see, man wants his self to be God. I, man, I know what I'm talking about, man. In the name of Jesus. Now, I remember when I had a 31-inch waist. I'll never see that again, Doc. It's 33 now. I, I'll never see. <laughs> never see that again. In the name of Jesus. Go home and watch the basketball game. I'm, I'm pull the button off. Of In the name of Jesus. I ain't trying. Wayne Jones to come up in the air looking like Hercules. <laughs> Them days are gone, Doc. I'm not going to sit up here and deceive myself. I ain't trying to run basketball on Tuesday nights for four hours, running up and down a full court. I ain't doing it. Here's what I tell them young boys. I mean, give me the ball, man. Give me the ball. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. I, ain't, I, ain't try, I ain't trying to do that. I ain't deceiving myself, and I'm not going to eat lettuce and get hit by a truck. Lord, have mercy. Now, the influences of this world, and listen, nobody in Washington, D.C. is getting away with anything. Let me tell you why nobody's getting away with anything. It's the law of the harvest. Whatsoever a man soweth, that's what's coming back. The thing with God is, God ain't telling you when it's coming back. Can I get a witness? Let me, let me look at the clock and get out of here. So every time you see the wicked, fret not thyself because of evil men. They shall soon, what does the Bible say? Be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. I know too much Bible. Jeremiah said, where the carcass is, the eagle will follow. 
The carcass is sin, the eagle's judgment. Everywhere there's sin, judgment is airborne. Looking for the carcass. And what brings tears to my eyes is that my life is sinful. And when the eagle left the nest to find my carcass, the Lord's mercy called him back. Can I get a witness? Come on back. He's covered in the blood. Come on back. He's born again. He's saved. Come on back. No weapon formed against him shall prosper. His mercy. In God a merciful God. In God full of grace. We don't deserve his love, do we? Come on now. Grace is getting the love you don't deserve, but mercy is not getting what you do deserve. God said, boy, if I had you in the courtroom, you'd be in hell this morning. Because all it took was one sin. Can I get a witness? All I needed was one sin to send you to hell. And, 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 and you would have been in sin. You would have been in hell a long time ago because you was born in sin. And shaping in iniquity. Don't ever think you're getting away with anything. The reason you and I are still walking is because there is a man from Galilee that saved your sin-sick soul. He died on the cross that you may have a right to the tree of life. Then he died. He died. Then he died. He died till the sun stopped shining. He died till the earth started reeling and rocking. He, he died to a Roman centurion said, surely this was the Son of God. Can I get a witness? We know he died. He died for our redemption. But early on Sunday morning, he rose for our justification. Just as if we never sinned. Can I get a witness? I'm moving on. That is, uh, Paul had conflict in his calling, conflict in his commitment. Third, conflict in his cross. Now, now let me stop Paul's apart. You and I got to carry our own cross. No, the Bible, no, Solomon said, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there, not your cross. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Everybody's cross is different. Do I have a witness? Uh, child of God, your cross. There was a story about an old deacon. And the story is true. The deacon, uh, his wife got sick and became paralyzed from the neck on down. And he was a young man. He uh, worked 40 hours a week and came home, washed his wife and fed her, cooked and changed the clothes and everything. And church folk was trying to help him. He said, no, this is the cross that God has allowed me to have. And I want to be faithful in carrying this cross. I married her. And I said, death? Uh-huh. I said, until death do us. Allah. Part. Can I get a witness? Not part before the death, but death do us part. 
And I'm going to be faithful to her because I took a vow. Oh, this thing is tight. Can I get a witness? Fact, fact, fact of the matter is, is that I, I know there were some evenings, Dad, that that man came home discouraged. I have nobody to hold me. I have nobody to touch me. I have nobody to kiss me. But you know what? I made a vow that I'm going to run for Jesus. Uh, do I have a witness? Uh, well, I ain't talking to the young folk because they don't even understand. I'm talking to the old folk. You understand. But fact, child of God, uh, Paul, Paul had a cross that involved pain. Now, now let me stop pausing. Pain is not all bad. Hebrews 12, 5 and 6 says, if your earthly fathers know how to give you good gifts, much more your heavenly father. And then Paul, and then the writer to the Hebrews go right into chastening. Your father chastens you out of love. Do I have a witness? Now, you know, when we got a whooping, our parents never took the belt and said, well, I love you, Johnny. But you know they loved you. Can I get a witness? Y'all ain't saying amen. Maybe, maybe not. Leroy, that's a problem in here. You know, fact of the matter is, is that uh, that chastening was out of love. There are pains that God places in our lives to keep us dependent upon him. Oh, I'm coming in for a landing. Put your wings out. Some of us are self, some of us are independent. And God going to kill that. Can I get a witness? He wants you to be dependent on him. Noun unto him. Do I have a witness? Uh, he, he'll bring pains in, not only be dependent, but to depart from something you into. Oh, they're getting quiet up in here. Well, I passed out, and I've had people say this in counseling. Pastor, I, I'm just weak. I, I, I try, but I just can't stop sinning. I said, okay, bye. You know why I said bye? God, God going to help you stop sinning. Can I get a witness? Ain't nothing that good that when chastening comes, you're going to try to hold on to it. Do I have a witness up in the house? Won't, won't God come in? to cut your pleasurable things out. Preachers, y'all going to say amen? Y'all kind of quiet back there. Can I get a witness? Y'all got chief seats. Y'all got to say something, Doc. Can I get a witness? You, you know, in the name of Jesus. God know how to break up a party, Doc. God will make, now since y'all don't understand what I'm saying, God will help you to zip up your zipper. Do I have a witness? God will help you to stop running and slipping and sliding. Do I have a witness up in the house? Oh, y'all getting quiet up in here on me. God knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. He knows what he's doing. God got more glory out of Samson at the end than he did at the beginning. Well, what happened at the end? Judges 16. Well, I'm glad you asked. Samson had been blinded. His strength was gone because they cut his hair. Uh, the Philippians, I mean the Philippians, I mean the Philistines cut his hair. Not Delilah. 
I preached that sermon one day. I said the right man in the wrong barbershop. Fact, fact, fact of the matter is, he said to God, I'm going to die. Let me stand between the columns of the Philistines. And God, I have failed you. I messed up. My life has been terrible. But just give me the strength to pull down the columns on your enemies. And as Samson stood there, the Philistines was laughing at him. And God sent strength and the columns came down and killed everybody. Can I get a witness? It's not how you start out, it's how you end up. Uh, do I have a witness? And child of God, I, I want to say, amen, that many times God gives us pain to give us a perspective. Do I have a witness? All our privileges, all privileges with no pain, you lose perspective. Do I have a witness? Y'all getting quiet up in here. So God gave Paul what I call a DDD, a divine deflationary device. He put a thorn in his side and gave Satan permission to attack him at will. Can I get a witness? And as Paul was being attacked and Paul was going through all of this pain, some believe it was eye trouble, some believe it was in his side, Paul went to Jesus three times, Lord, will you move this thorn? And Jesus said, no, I'm not going to move it, Paul, because my grace is sufficient. Do I have a witness? You know what grace will do? <laughs> grace will get your mind off the suffering and put it on his sufficiency that my God is able to keep you can I get a witness and when God gave him that pain Paul had perspective can I get a witness that God can do anything he wants to do when he wants to do it how he wants to do it do I have a witness that if God puts pain in your life or allows pain in your life, it's to drive you, watch this now, to the point where you accept it and you start praising him for it. Lord, thank you for the mountains. Lord, thank you for the valleys. Lord, thank you for the things. Lord, thank you for the history Lord thank you for the hurts Lord thank you for the storms Lord I want to thank you everything you took me through everything I've been through it could not have happened if a sovereign God didn't allow it so let me just start a praise session you're worthy to be praised in spite of my pain I'm gonna praise your name in spite of my trouble I'm gonna give you triumph I'm a dance a while because if it had not been for you I'd have been all messed up but God you're worthy any worthy any worthy he's worthy to be praised. Thank you for my upbringing. Thank you for my downbringing.
thank you for the chores. Thank you for the history. Thank you for the hurts. Thank you for the bondages. I'm thanking you in everything. Not for everything. But I'm thanking you in everything. In everything. Give thanks. For this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus. I'm going to thank you. When I feel like throwing a towel in. I'm going to thank you. When I feel like getting out of Dodge. I'm going to thank you. When I feel lonely. I'm going to thank you. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy to be praised. Uh, uh, uh. We see a conflict in his calling. We see a conflict in his commitment. We see a conflict eh, eh, in his cross, but we see a conflict in his clothes. Uh, do I have a witness? When you look at the biographical sketch of Paul, Paul was in jail, his second imprisonment. He was in Second uh, Timothy 4 in a cold cell sent word to Luke, bring my parchments, bring my coat, it's cold up in here. Paul's old in age, and the, and the guard comes past Paul's cell and says, Paul, Nero is going to chop your head off at noon. That is a declaration. You, you would think that Paul would have fell victim and started crying and praying for longer life. But the Bible says Paul stood up and said the time, watch your time, the time of my departure has come. That, that is, you got to accept what God is sending. Can I get a witness? This ain't UPS where you set the package back. The time of my departure has come. Now, 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 I'm going to get you out of here, but this morning I didn't say this. The word departure in the Greek has three meanings. First, it's loosing a bird out of a cage and letting them fly away. It's, it's unhoying a ship and let it float away. Lord, have mercy. Do I have a witness? It's taking down a tent so that you can go to a house. Y'all ain't getting this. So when Paul stood up and said, the time of my departure, I'm getting ready to fly away. I'm taking down this earthly house. I got another building eternal in the heavens. Are y'all praying with me? I'm loosing my ship because I'm going home to glory. The time of my departure has come. Look what Paul said. I fought a good fight. Did you fight a good fight? Are you fighting a good fight? I fought a fight of faith. I finished my course. And I've kept the faith. Now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Your clothes is determined by your commitment and your call 
and your cross. Can I get a witness? Uh, child of God, when you look at the Apostle Paul, he, his, his, yeah, he was perplexing, he was purposeful, he was painful, he was praiseful that when you look at the Apostle Paul, Paul gives us some education here. Thank you, Jesus. My life was full of contradiction until the power of my call came. What your call from Jesus will do, uh, kaleo, K-A-L-E-O, kaleo in the Greek, it's calling you out but into. It's ek, out, into, preposition. The call deals with contradictions and transforms them into commitments. So what you and I are shaky on today, we won't be shaky on tomorrow. I've learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. I know how to be abound and I know how. Can I get a witness? Child of God, this thing is real. Disclosure is invaluable. Where God shows Raymond Gordon himself without your help. Here's what I need you to see that you can't see. And the reason you can't see it because you don't want to see it. Here's what I need you to see. A sense of yourself, a sense of your sin, and a sense of your sufficiency. Here's what I need you to see. And this morning, God's showing us stuff about ourselves. Can I get a witness? It's called disclosure. 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 He showed Peter. He showed Elijah. Now he showed Paul. Paul, the greatest man in the New Testament outside of Jesus. 13 Pauline epistles. He formed most of the churches. Paul was one of God's favorite servants. But Paul had to go through something. And you got to go through something. Can I get a witness? And as we go through, it is we look back and we praise his name. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? Let's stay on our feet this morning. Disclosure. Is every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Just raise your hand. You want to give your life to Christ. He's God the Son, the Son of God. Died for your sins, was buried and rose again. Is there one? Love to have you. Just raise your hand. Pastor, I want to join the church or give my life to Christ. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Disclosure will give you a deepening, a new dedication, a lack of dysfunction, and disclosure will help you to devote yourself to Jesus as he discloses to us things that we just cannot see. 
Father, now bless us as we go into your holy communion, as we separate this from our service. Forgive us of our sins, sanctify us, and nobody's worthy, but help us to do this in a worthily manner. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, real quick, three things I want to look at. Paul says he received from the Lord Jesus Christ directly. communion. But secondly, 24 and 25 says, this do in remembrance of our Savior. It's a memorial. Uh, he, and, and Jesus